friends. Thanks for joining me again today to think on these things. We are continuing our journey through Mark. We're in day two of that. We're going to be reading Mark 1, 4 through 8. And thanks again for joining me. This is kind of what my soul has been craving lately. It's just brief times in the word that enable me to think about it enough to the point that I'm thinking about it for the rest of the day and um, praying a little bit. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. It kind of combines my needs, my spiritual needs at this point, this season in my life for hearing the scripture read out loud, hearing someone's thoughts on it for a little bit, and then processing it on my own and then praying through it. So that's why I'm here in Mark doing this. Thank you for joining me. All right, let's get to it here. Mark 1, 4 through 8. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I want to give you a little time to process whatever it is that stood out for you in this passage. Just think through it or pray through it. Um, And then I'm going to share a couple of my thoughts with you but I don't want to interfere with yours. So think your thoughts first. And I wish I had a mic that I could hear what you're thinking. It's always fun to talk with other people about the scriptures. But as you heard this passage, just go ahead and latch on to something in the text and think about it for a little bit. Thanks for taking a minute to do that, and thanks for listening to me for a little bit while I just share a couple thoughts with you. There's a lot in these four verses that our minds can attach to and wonder about, and this reading this time around, my mind really went for baptism, just thinking about what it is, just thinking about water. I love water. I'm a total water girl. I drove out to a local reservoir this morning just to see water and sit and watch water for a little bit. So I guess it's not too surprising that the actual act of baptism is the one that fascinates me and that I was thinking about as I drove home. So baptism is going into water and coming out of water. And this definitely has its roots in Judaism 
um, as you can see by Mark not even really explaining like what it is, it seems like his audience kind of knew what it is. And baptism in Judaism, in Christianity, has a lot to do with the idea of getting purified, of getting clean from something. And in the Old Testament, we see a number of things that the people were asked to purify themselves of, things that weren't sinful. They were like um, giving birth, having a period, having a nocturnal emission, things like that, that after those things happened, and they're not at all bad, but people would get um, purified from those things. And so this is similar to that, but not that, because John is actually talking about repentance for the forgiveness of sins. This is something that doesn't just remove like dirt from the body or something that you don't want on your body, but it goes deeper than that. And I wonder if that's the draw, why all these people started coming to him, because it really gets at the human need to be washed and, and clean, not only on the surface, but deep down inside. Have you ever gotten out of the shower or your friend got out of the shower or someone and they're like, oh, I just feel so much more human now. <laughs> and um, I think about that in relation to being forgiven of sins. We all know how it feels to get really dirty or just feel really, you know, after a workout or something and take a shower and it feels so good and it's just so refreshing. And I think confession does that for us too in regards to the deeper things in our soul and baptism does that too this is what John was calling people to is to be aware of the things that they need to be forgiven for to repent of those things which means to do the opposite of what you used to do to turn from it to think differently and to do differently and so I guess just the water aspect of this is something that really fascinated me this cleanness that we're used to on the surface of our bodies, but how do you get to the stuff that's really deep down in our in our minds, in our hearts? And that's what John is offering the people here, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So I can kind of see why it was so attractive. Everybody wanted to feel clean. All right, let's go back and read the text again. Just sit back and relax, and I will read it to you. Mark 1, 4 through 8. And so, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Take a moment to think about what this might mean, that John is baptizing with water, offering a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. But this one that he's talking about that's going to come after him is going to baptize people with the Holy Spirit. 
Take a minute to think about the contrast between those things and what this could possibly mean. read the passage one final time and then afterwards I'm going to give us a chance to pause and perhaps pray a prayer of confession. Confession like taking a shower feels good. It can be a very cleansing and purifying thing. I think because in an ultimate sense we are being honest with ourselves about ourselves and that feels good. I was just talking with a friend last week about how it's difficult to be in situations where you feel like you have to keep part of yourself kind of closeted, kind of hidden, so that, you know, people don't see this or that, whether it's because of fear of judgment or or whatever it is. It's difficult. It takes energy to not be able to just be yourself and let down. And confession is an opportunity to just be ourselves and to let down and to bring our whole selves to God. And even the things, especially the things in confession that are wrong and that we want to change, that we want to repent of. So it's it can be a, a good thing to relax into, a place to, metaphorically speaking, get in your jammies and sit on your couch. Confession can be a very powerful space, um, but it can become a comfortable space, a space where we can just truly be our whole selves. So I'm going to read the passage again, and then I'll give us the opportunity to pray. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Before I close with a prayer, I remembered that I wanted to quote Mr. Rogers. (laughs) He said something that was very profound. He said, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. And so I'm going to pray a prayer of confession and then allow us the chance to talk to God about those things that we're not sure if they're quite manageable. We don't want to mention them. The things that we are really ashamed about or tried to hide or whatever it is. And as you do that, I just wonder what will happen in your spirit. I know that my spirit is always encouraged when I take Mr. Rogers' advice and I mention the things that I'm not sure I can manage. And it really helps. 
So here's a prayer of confession. Almighty Father, we enter your presence, confessing the things we try to conceal from you and the things we try to conceal from others. We confess the heartbreak, worry, and sorrow we have caused that make it difficult for others to forgive us. The times we have made it easy for others to do wrong, the harm we have done that makes it hard for us to forgive ourselves. Lord, have mercy and forgive us through Christ. Amen. I'll see you next time.